Okay, let's get started with Sefer Vayikra and Parshas Vayikra. Tavshinayin Zayin, how exciting is it to start a new Sefer of the Torah? Last week it was exciting to finish a Sefer, Vayakab Akudai, and this week we start off with Vayikra. Just a scheduling note, next week there will not be a Parsha Shir, but there will be a Haggadah Shir on Monday night. So by, uh, by late Monday night, Israel time, it'll be, uh, it'll be up. Uh, this year is Haggadah Shir, Tavshinayin Zayin, it'll be next Monday, uh, instead of the, um, instead of the Parsha Shir next week. But tonight we have Parsha Vayikra, and then and after that, uh, there will be a two-week hiatus, and uh, then uh, we will uh, pick up uh, after, after Yantif. Okay, so let's start with source number one. We start off with a thought from the Ben Ishchai, from the Ben Yehoyada. Says the Pasuk, the second Pasuk in the Parsha, before we'll get back to the first Pasuk in the Parsha. But the Pasuk uh, starts off, Hashem calls to Moshe, Vaidabar Hashem, I love, what do you mean he calls to Moshe? We know from the end of last week's Parsha. Right, he called. The Mishkan has been built, and there was there's been Hashras Hashchina. That was the goal of the entire Sefer Shmos to bring Hashem Shchina down, starting from going down to Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf, Maimon Arsinai, Binyan Mishkan, and the goal was the Anan. So now Hashem calls to Moshe from the Anan, and he says, "Was the first halacha that he tells him, Daberel Bnei Yisrovi Amarta Lehem." Tell them, Adam ki yakriv mikem karban lashem. When a person brings a karban, mina behema, mina bakar, mina tzon, takrivos karban chem. As we mentioned in past years, Sefer Vayikra, and especially Parshas Vayikra and Sav, is extremely orderly. The first half of the Sefer through Achremos Kedoshim, it's all about karbanos and kedusha and tumavatara. And if we look at a bird's eye view from the top, it is extremely orderly. We'll just pick this, this parsha. Perak Aleph is Ola. Perak Beis is Mincha. Perak Gimel goes through each one. Shlamim and then Chatos and then Asham. Each one of them organized perfectly. But now we'll first start off, start off with a drush on this pasig of Adam Kiyakar Mikem. Says the Ben Ishchai explaining the deeper idea of the pasig B'derach Marshal. Source number one. Adam Nechnas Lachanud Marot. Person goes into a mirror store. He wants to buy a mirror. He gives him a mirror. He's like, how's this one? He looks inside, looks inside the mirror. He doesn't, I don't like this mirror. So why don't you want to buy the mirror? I'm looking in the mirror, and who, that's, that's, that, who is that? I don't like that face. Rosh parua akova munachala berishul. The hat's not on right, and the, uh, the the hair is not brushed, and the he is not tucked in. And I don't want all this mirror. Says the socher shote shabaolam, you fool. The mirror only reflects who's looking in the mirror. If the person looking in the mirror doesn't fix themselves up, so then the mirror is not going to do any better. The mirror is going to be on the exact same level as the viewer of the mirror. Fix your hat. Right? Wash your face. You fix yourself and then the mirror will be fixed as well. Says the Ben Ishchai, starting off Sefer Vayikra for us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our shadow. Hashem is our mirror. Hanim Shalhu. Hashem is Baruch Mistaigem Adam Kifian Hagas Adam Atzmo. Hashem is no Hag with us as we are with Him. Im Mistaiku Betova Biosher. If we act properly with Mida, Kinegen Mida. Who Yares and Who Yares and Hagal Yona Shemehezek Misnahegesimo Betuv. And if not, not. What does that have to do with us? Adam Kiyakriv. If you want to get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you want to be Karov Mikem. It's from you. 
It's all up to us. Whatever we do, that's how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to come close to us. We want greater hashkach in our lives. We want more direct. Then we have to tune him in more. We have to allow ourselves to be close to him. The more we're close to Hashem, the more Hashem is going to be close to us. That's, of course, Anilu Dodi Vidodi Li. So many sources, but he puts it in right here at the beginning of Ayikra. Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. It's like looking in the mirror. And we have to do our best to look presentable when we look in the mirror. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem will <coughs> appear presentable to, to us. Okay, so now let's get back to the, an introduction, so to speak, to Sefer Vayikra. We mentioned this Balpeh two or three years ago, because it was, uh, I found it after the uh, sheets were already made. But uh, so this year I thought I'd put it on the sheets and uh, we could see it inside. This is the Hakdama of Rav Zalman Saratskin, the Zayim Torah, to Sefer Vayikra. And he talks about what our attitude has to be as we start this third of five svarim of the Torah, of Chamisha Chumshe Torah. We've mentioned in the past, why is it called Chamisha Chumshe Torah? The five-fifths of the, say, Chamisha Torah, or Chumshe Torah. Chamisha Chumshe Torah is a double. Why is it Chamisha Chumshe? To emphasize that they're all parts of a whole. It's not five Torahs, it's five each one is a fifth. Chamisha Chumshe Torah. Realize and recognize that they're each a fifth of the, of the, of the story. It might be contrasted to Shisha Sidre Mishnah. There's no double wash in there. Right? Each Seder is its own unique, has its own unique character. And each one can stand on its own. Kodesh Baruch Hu's book is unified. Right? Kodesh Baruch Hu's book is, right, as the, uh, as the Tosefta says in Sanhedrin, Kala Torah Kula Inyan Echad. All of Torah is one unit. How do you know that you have to hold a, a lulav standing up? Why? Because Because the boards of the Mishka were standing straight up. Torah is unified. All the books are one unit. All of Halach is one unit. And as we start the, se- the third Sefer of the Torah, we remember that thought of Chamisha Chumshei Torah. But Rav Saraskin points out that this Sefer of the Torah is different than the other four. And it's very different, just moving from the beginning, than Bracious and Shmos. And he starts off by noting that. He starts off by saying, we've been Zohar, to come back to Eretz Yisrael, line 5. Ubi yichod murgeshes bilavavos chovas limudzek hayom. Atak hasher zachinu hascholas kibas nidche Yisrael. Sefer vayikro should have added meaning to the generation of Jews who live in the time of the kibbutz Goliath, the time that we can look around Eretz Yisrael and see Jews from all over the world. Vi omdim anachnu b'shari Yerushalayim akdosha. Obviously, it's not perfect yet. As we start focusing on Sefer Vayikra, and it's closer than it's been in the past 2,000 years. We're closer. Yerushalayim, Beis HaMikdash, as he discusses. But the problem is, he says, many people turn off when Sefer Vayikra comes. As he writes, and we can't, line 15. More than a third of all mitzvos comes from Sefer Vayikra. Right, 247 from the Taryag. It's about a third of the mitzvos. So many mesechtes are based 
on this area of halacha, so many areas, as he writes, right, people forget that Parsha's Emar and Kedoshim is also in Vayikra. Those are jam-packed, chock-full, non-karbonos related specifically. But as Lamatara says, we have to realize how much is in this sefer. The hello, where it's underlined, there aren't events. There's no stories in Vayikra, except for here and there. It's different. We're out of the story part of the Torah for now, except a few. It's Mole Vagadush Dvar Hashem. What is, oh, it's no stories. It's Hashem talking to us. It's Hashem telling us what he's interested in. Hashem giving us the purpose of the stories that took place earlier in the Torah. And we have to realize that sometimes it's, it's not as, you know, uh, this, the same way that we've had shiurim, he writes, and the same uh, parshanut and the drushas that I've given in the past, you know, it's a little different. Turning the page. But he says, because of that, on the surface... Because it's different, it's been left to the side. Right, it's not, uh, it hasn't been studied. The Gemara even says, right, it quotes a story from Rabbi Metziah, Rabbi Baravu, Asetel Yohanavi, Ba'arbalo Matzina, Bashisha Matzina. Right, it was a, this, we had this in Dafyomi a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Right, we're trying to work on the four Sadarim. You want us to be Bucky in the six? What, what's the six? Kachimantaris. Right, so, what, Rashi explains there that they were, they weren't focused on that. So for thousands of years, this was not the focus. So we're not saying if somebody has a choice and they don't know Hilchas Tfilah, they should learn Hilchas uh, Minachas instead of Hilchas Tfilah. We have to learn everything. The point is that we just can't leave it on the side and expect um, magically for us to be Kone this part of Torah. A, that it should be Lamaisa Be'ez Hashem soon. And B, but it's part of Torah. It's part of Torah. The, um, the Chavaz Chaim writes in one of his farm, he doesn't quote it here, but the Chavaz Chaim writes that the Torah, he says the word, is a, <laughs> is a photograph of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Photograph, because it was just coming out when the Chavetz Chaim was, was living. What is a photograph? Imagine of looking at a photograph and it, half of it is cut off. A third of it you don't see. So now we're on, we have the phone, so we try to like push the picture, try to make it bigger or smaller. So sometimes it's not there. The pic, it's only, it's a half cut picture. We're like, you try to move it, it's not there. So if we're missing Kachimataris, that's a third of the picture that we don't see, that we don't appreciate. And kala Torah kula in Yenechad, we want to appreciate all the Torah. We don't want part of the, of the picture that's cut off. We don't want a picture of our family to be cut off. We don't want a picture of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be cut off. So says Rav Zalman Saratskin, it means we just have to work a little harder and dig a little deeper and realize that this is also an incredible part of the Torah that we have to um, conquer and capitalize on. And he quotes, that's why I'm going to stand here and I'm going to write my commentary. We have to do one of his thoughts tonight because he's giving this whole introduction. That I'm going to show you the messages of every detail of Kachim and Taris, or and Tazri and Mitzora and Achrei Moshek Kedoshim throughout line 27. Mikivishi gatu lesefer vayikra samti lila matara nosefes. Limso gam besefer. Of course, step one is learning the halacha and learning the psukim. We can't just jump and not know Hilchas Karbanos and Hilchas Tumavatara and then jump to the drush and the, and the messages. But both. We have to get the messages here too. Hamali, Limso Gambe Sefer, Hamali Alachas Azeb, Rayonos Nisgavim Vidivri Agada, Hamoshchim Esalev, Lafi Chachich, Palti Esayaki of Ameretz. 
I, I've doubled my efforts. I haven't done it less, but I've just doubled it. And that is what we have to do when we come to Vayikra. We have to say, okay, how can I get into it? How can I capitalize? How can I learn this safer with the same Hitzlahavut, uh, the same Islavus, the same excitement as I, I've done the previous farm as well. So here we go. We start off with the first word. The first word of the Sefer. Much has been said about it already, but let's add on a little more. Vayikra el Moshe. So Hashem calls to Moshe Rabbeinu. And we note that in the Torah, Vayikra is a little Aleph. Vayikra el Moshe, the Balaturim already points this out. The Balaturim writes, the beginning of source number four, Aleph de Vayikra Ze'ira. The Aleph of Vayikra is small. Throughout the Torah, we have the Misora of writing certain letters big, certain letters uh, little. Right in Shema, we have Ayin and Dalid that is uh, that are written uh, that are written big. But either way, big and small letters. I have a whole safer at home, all about the big and the small letters in the Torah. So Aleph de Vayikra Ze'ira. Why? So the Balaturim says Shemoshe Moshe was a tremendous anav. He didn't want to write. Hashem called me Vayikra El Moshe. Me. No, no, no. He didn't like send me an invitation to go into the Mishkan, just me. I'm, no, no. Moshe wanted to write, Vayikar. Vayikar, coincidence. Like it's written by Bilam. Vayikar, oh, Hashem, I happen to be the right guy in the right, the right place. I was outside the Mishkan. I heard the voice. Look what happened. I happened to be there. That's what Moshe wanted to write. Vayikar. Kiderak Shinemra Bilam. Ki'ilu lo nira lo Hashem ela bimikre. As if Hashem only appeared to him like a mikre. Remember, that's what Amalek always believed in mikre. Hashem says, no, 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 lichtov gamma aleph. No, no, Moshe, you're not writing vayikar. You're writing vayikra. Write vayikra. So Moshe's like, okay, compromise. I write it small. I wrote it, but I wrote it small. So if you like, don't have your glasses on, you'll only see vayikar. And then, okay, if you look closely, you'll see vayikra. I'm doing what the Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted. That's the Balaturim that everyone quotes that, uh, that we are, that we are familiar with. The question is, if we really think about this Balaturim, did Moshe not listen to what Hashem said? Kodesh Baruch Hu dictated every word and letter of the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu. Did Moshe have the prerogative to write some letters differently than other letters? If Hashem didn't tell him to write it small, so how could he write it small? He went against what Kodesh Baruch Hu told him. There's the Komosi Shalarav here quotes a discussion of Rav Svi Pesach Frank and Rav Zev Frank, two brothers. Svi Pesach is the famous one. Says the Komosi Shalarav, just summarizing first the brother. Hari Rashi Right, what happened in the, the first Rashi in the Parsha? L'chala Dibros, what does Rashi say on the word Vayikra? L'chal Dibros, L'chal Amiros, L'chal Tzivuyim, Kadma Kriya. Hashem first calls Moshe and then tells him the content of what he's saying. Question number one, before we get to the other question that we're about to ask. If Hashem spoke to Moshe earlier in the Torah also, why did it say Vayikra there? It always says Vayomer, Vaydaber. Vayikra is like, he called him, Moshe, you listening? Okay, let me talk to you. Like here, Vayikra Hashem Moshe, and then Vayadaber. Vayikra is like an inviting. Only because the Mishkan was here? So why dafke here to the Seva Yikra? And number two, the question that we just asked, line four, Doche Kulomar. It's very difficult to say. Shemoshe Kasa Batora, Davakoshu, Midaito, Bilvad, Lelotzivimifurish, Lakarish Baruchu. Without an explicit command from Hashem to write the letter small, 
How is it Moshe's business to change it? We do find three events in the history of Moshe Rabbeinu, which Chazal already pick up on. That Moshe made a unilateral decision, and Hashem said, Shkoyach. Hashem said, Yasher Kochacha. The most famous one, Shviras Aluchos. He did not ask Hashem what to do, but Yasher Kochacha Sheshibarta. The Gemara and Shabbos tells us of the three events, the three decisions that Moshe made, the most famous one being the Shviras Aluchos, that Moshe did himself. And he had it on a day before Mamadar Sinai. And all the three, the three things that happened. And Hashem said, Shkoyach. This one's not on the list. Doesn't say here that, uh, that Moshe did it, or that Hashem agreed. Ulam dvarim elu lo hayu. And also, those three events were not events that the impact would be felt for eternity. Okay, I'll break, I'm in, in a second, because break the luchos, but it's not that we see that every single day. Of course, the shiras luchos, the effect is felt for eternity. But there was another set of luchos, and now we're living. But here, every time we open the Torah, we'll see the little alf. Every time, it's there, it's different. How is Moshe allowed to do that? And therefore, and also, these three weren't only his uh, decision. He darshaned it from a pasik. Right? So we can talk about this whole, right? And the whole, it's funny, if you say this is all true, so we get to talk about how much, how much Moshe is an anav because he acted like an anav. And then it makes us focus on him even more, even though he probably didn't want us to focus on him even more. Just write it regular, and we're going to talk about it so much. But that's the godless of Moshe Rabbeinu. But either way, how did he do this? So suggests the brother of Rav Sim Pesach, Rav Zev Wolf Frank, the Baal Toldos Ze'ev. Shehosef, Shagam Balaturim Mode, Shekomash, Kamesh, Yecholim, Lomar, Shazot, Apitziv, Yashem, Adif. It's better to say that he did it with the command of Hashem. The Balaturim was stuck. He was struggling. There was a small aleph. Why would Hashem have, why would Hashem have told him to write a small aleph? See, he came up with this suggestion. But says the Tolo Ze'ev, maybe there's another reason why Kaddish Baruch Hu might have told him. The same idea. But maybe why he told him to write a small aleph and why Dafka, the first time we have this word Vayikra, is at the beginning of Parsha's uh, Vayikra, Sefer Vayikra, which is all about the Karbanos. And it's based on a Gemara in Mesecha Sota. Turning over, top line. Next page, Sota Dafhei Amid Beis. Says the Gemara, Am Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Bo re'eh kamagdolim numuchei aruach lafrei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. See how great are those who lower their spirits, those who are humble and meek, how great are those who, take, who don't take up too much room in the, in a sense. At the time when we have a base Migdash, Adam, Akriv, Ola, Schar, Ola, Biado. Somebody brings an Ola, gets the Schar of a carbon Ola. Mincha, Schar, Mincha, Biado. Avomisha, Daito, Shvela, Ma'alel, Avakasav, Kilu, Hikriv, Kol, Hakarbonos, Kulam. If somebody's humble, if somebody is a ne'elaveinu ole, if somebody's a mavra al-midosav, somebody just lets things go, it's as if they brought all the karbanos. Shenemar zivche elokim ruach nishbara. The karbanos, together, plural, is a ruach nishbara, that's what it's equal to. Suggest the told us, Ave, that's the little aleph. The little aleph, Hashem is hinting to Moshe at the beginning of the parsha, the section of karbanos, 
You want to get the magic of the carbonos? You want to have the effect of the carbonos even at a time when you might not have carbonos? Nemuchei ruach. That's the secret. V'zeh remez ba'alef hazeira ki elef hu remez adam. Aleph. Why is the aleph small? Right? Why isn't the vav small? Why isn't the kuf small? Aleph symbolizes either anochi or he says aleph remez adam. Ba'alef zeira ainu adam katan. A small adam. If you're mocked in yourself, that's more chashav in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, more than all the karbanas. Right? Kind of reminds us, remember the Gemara in Shabbos, Taflamid, where David HaMelech says, you know what? I don't want to die on Shabbos. Let me die the day before Shabbos. So Hashem says, no, no, no. You know, your, your state of being and your tefillah and your limud is greater to me than the thousands of karbanas that your son is going to bring. Sometimes something is more, is greater. The Torah, the tefillah, the state of mind that a person could be in. That's the suggestion. So really, Hashem told Moshe to write the small olive to teach everyone about uh, humility. Good. But one Hosafa now comes Rasi Pesach. Rasi Pesach writes to his brother for one minute. If that's true, you could have had the same remez in a more appropriate spot. What does it say in the very next Pasuk? Adam kiyakriv mikem. Just make the aleph of Adam small. That's really the beginning of the parsha of Karbanos. Wait a few words. Adam kiyakriv mikem. Why don't you make that aleph small? So in the letter back, line 12, b'michtav shuvaso, the toldav says, says, no, this is another uh, remez. Because remember, Rashi quotes Vayikra, beginning of the sedra. Vayikra el Moshe says, Rashi, this is a lashon of chiba. A lashon of belovedment. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is calling Moshe Rabbeinu uh, out of a sign of affection, and that is, <coughs> says the Rashi goes about v'sheivak who lashon shochiba lashon shomalachay asheris b'shtam shibo tiyosiv v'kara zeh el zeh right v'kara and therefore maybe what he's also alluding to is that you want to be beloved to Hakadosh Baruch Hu you want him to connect lo zacha Moshe Rabbeinu lashon shochiba Moshe got it through the anava. And that's why Dafka, the Aleph of Vayikra, talking to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem had chibatim, because he was the Anav, that's why it says it there. So again, it's all based on the Balaturim, but it's just a little expanded, and sad a little bit, recognizing that maybe he didn't do what HaKadosh Baruch said to do, but maybe he did. Maybe Hashem had this connection as well. Okay. One more thought related to the small Aleph. Again, this is similar, but uh, different focus. We've, we haven't really touched on the Orgadalia on Chumash, so we'll do one tonight. Uh, right here, the Orgadalia of Gedalia Shur, source number six. He's, uh, he's a safer on Moadim, but he also has a couple of volumes on, on Chumash. He quotes an Arizal. After the, the Baal Aturim, he quotes the Arizal. B'Shem Arizal, line six. Mevin shebemaisa ha'egel she'asu Yisrael garmalo l'moshe rabbeinu she'nistalik me'alav kala elef. See, after the Maisa Egel, after the Chet Egel, that caused Moshe rabbeinu to lose something. Nistalik me'alav kala elef. Raknishtayr echad mine elef. Something on Moshe Rabbeinu got smaller. One out of a thousand. Something, the Aleph, the Eleph, Alufo Shal Olam, the, uh, the, the, the splendor. Something got smaller. That's the Aleph Zeira. This is after the Egel. We have the Mishkan, but still there's something different. What exactly does the Arizal mean by saying something changed in Moshe Rabbeinu? It says, Rav Yashor puts together a Chassam Sofer and a Drasha to explain the Arizal. 
Says the Chassam Sofer in Adrasha, explaining the Al of Zeira, line 12. Ki Adua, Sha'ach HaShviras Haluchos, Shednitlu HaKsarim, Shalnasa V'dishma Ibn Yisrael, Nitnu L'Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara tells us, in Shabbos Peches, that when we said Nasa V'nishma, we had two special crowns. One for Nasa, one for Nishma. When we violated Chayta Ega, we lost the crowns. That's all the Gemara says. The Chassam Sofer suggests the crowns were given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu became the microcosm, became all of Klai Yisrael. What does that mean? It means when Klai Yisrael were on the Harsinai, they were all able to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu directly. Nasev and Ishma. When they lost it, they lost that special ability. It all was, was focused and was, was undiluted and intensely in Moshe Rabbeinu. He was the only one that HaKadosh Baruch Hu focused on directly. And for eternity, until Mashiach comes. We'll see if anything changes then. Says the Chassam Sofer. And that's why, a question that's bothered many, Moshe Rabbeinu's face did not shine until after the second Luchos. Why not after the first ones? The first ones were Mechtav Elohim. His face wasn't shining then, only after the second Luchos. Says the Chassam Sofer, because that's when he had all the crowns. Again, crowns aren't physical. All the shine of all the Jews were all put into Moshe Rabbeinu. V'yalzeh yismach Moshe b'matnas chalko ki nimsa, he is the merkava, the chulu, and all the ore that was on all the Jews, at that time went on to, went on to Moshe Rabbeinu. So now he says in the bottom, v'hainu v'yikra ba'alev z'ira, lo shi'eshum chilak b'in alef la'alef, hainu b'in milas v'yikra shnom b'vata toro, b'in milas v'yikra anomar ba'ol moed, not that there's any difference in the calling. It's a small olive. It's squeezed in. Everything that was scattered is now squeezed into one person. Into Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's noted by the small olive. The, the sparks and the shine is in a smaller space. It's all in Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Chassam Sofer. Okay, that's the Chassam Sofer. So again, the shine that all of Klai Yisrael had, the Nasev and Nishma, the experience, they lost that level. And it was all given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Orgadalia now, maybe that's also behind the Arizal. Shekodem Chayta Egel. It was spread out. Every Jew was masig according to their own level. Right? By Maimon Arsini, every Jew was spoken to. The first two Dibros. Now, they have to hear it through Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that got it. And that's the Kavanah Sarizah. Shalom Ishtaya Rak Echon Elef. It used to be much more spread out. And now it doesn't mean Moshe lost anything. Moshe didn't lose anything after the Egel. Chas v'shalom, right? What does the Arizal mean? No. It's, it was all over, and now it's hidden only in Moshe Rabbein. Okay, a little more on the mysterious and uh, Kabbalistic side, but that's the Arizal and the Chassam Sofer. Okay, moving right along. We have to talk about Karbanos. That's what the Parsha is about as we start off this Sefer. So let's talk about Karbanos a little bit. We're going to review a Ramban that we did nine years ago because we're going to add to it uh, in the words of Rev Zevin. Let's start off with the Medrash. Let's first do, first do source number eight and then we'll come into source number seven. It says the Medrash at the beginning of the Parsha. Source eight. 
Daberel b'nei Yisrael v'yamartol lehem Adam ki akriv mikem karban l'Hashem When a person brings a carbon to Hashem Says the Medrash Omer Rabbi Avin Kach Omer Moshe l'fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu Moshe says to Hashem Ribonu shalolam Mishivim umos Sheyeshla ba'olamcha Iyata matzava usi el al Yisrael Says Moshe I don't understand There are so many nations in the world That you could give these commands to Only the Jews? Only the Jews are giving this to? Asks Moshe Rabbeinu when he hears the parsha of Karbanos. Why is this only to the Jews? There are many nations in the world. Omar lo, Hashem gives two answers, two, two opinions, what the answer is. Omar lo, heim shehim lichuni tchila al hayam. They were the first ones to be mamlichmi. As they said, Hashem yimloch liolam vo'ed. They're mamlichmi, I give them these sets of halacha. Amr Abrechia, second opinion. Kach Amr Moshe, Vachulu, same question. Why don't you give it to any of the other 70 nations? Amr Lo, Shekiblu Aleya Malchusiai Besinai. They accepted my Malchus at Harsinai. A few weeks after Hashem Yimlochli Alam Boed, the Amru Kalashar Diber Hashem, Nase Benishma. So, we have here a question of Moshe Rabbeinu. Why is it that you didn't give this to the other nations. And two answers. Number one, because they said, Hashem Yimloch Li'olam Ba'ed, they were me. And number two, Rebrechia says, because they accepted the Malchus at Har Sinai, Kol Hashar Dibar Hashem, Na'asev Says Rav Zevin, let's go back to the root. The root of Karbanos. The root of the Tom for Karbanos and what the message is that we're supposed to get out of Karbanos. So there is a very well-known machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban uh, that we have in source number seven where the Ramban quotes the Rambam and is uh, very upset at what the Rambam says. So let's see. V'amar Ravamar Nevuchim. The Rambam says in Mar Nevuchim quotes the Ramban. Kitam Karbanos Ba'avur and this is classic Rambam. The Rambam, very often, when he talks about Tami HaMitzvos in Mar Nevuchim, probably 75% of his reasons for mitzvos in Mar Nevuchim is anti-Avodah Almost everything, Arla, is anti-Avodah You know, everything, besides the obvious ones that are anti-Avodah But eating blood is anti-Avodah The Rambam goes through that over and over again. Says the Rambam, Kitam HaKarbanos, Ba'avur, Sha'a Mitzriyim, Vahakastim, Asher Hoyu, Yisrael, Garim, Vitoshavim, Ba'artzam, Me'olam, Ha'yovdim, Labakar, Valatzon. The nations around. And again, it's hard for us to fathom a lot of this, Avodah Zarah, because as we know, the Gemara tells us that they killed, they destroyed the Yetzirah for Avodah Zarah, whatever that means. We don't have a taiva anymore to bow down, like physical Avodah Zarahs, to bow down to a tree or to think that there's a certain physical item that has, that has inherent power. We can't even fathom it. We have our own Averis. We can't we have to worry about it. It's not our job to say, oh, I can't believe they did that. No, we, we can look at our own lives and, and figure out places. You know, obviously we have symbolic Avodah Zarah. You know, we might worship blank A, B, and C. But the real Avodah Zarah, in the classic sense. They used to worship cows. I mean, just look at, uh, go to India and see cows walking around. Right? They still have holy cows. But either way, says the, Ram, says the Rambam, that Karbanos was to counter that. Kiyamitzriyam ovdim letzleh. As we know, we're in the month. The Mitzrayim served the sheep. There it is. So the Rambam said 800 years ago, and even until today in India, they don't check cows. So we can say that 800 years later. Still, 
Nothing's changed. That is why these animals specifically are given to Hashem, right? There's no, there's never a mitzvah to give a chicken as a carbon. When there a chicken as a carbon, right? That's a very common uh, boy because nobody serves a chicken, says the Rambam. There's all voted Zara to a chicken. So therefore, there's no carbon. We're going to take your God and show you who the real God is. Good. Says the Ramban, does not um, say, say anything calmly here. This is nonsense. I don't think this is true, says the Ramban. Yerapu shever gadol v'kushia rabba ala nikla. Chas v'shalom. He says, what's the greatest raya? This isn't true. Adam Arishon gave a karbon. Noach gave a karbon. There are many karbonists that have nothing to do before Avodah was in the world. Says the Ramban. It's not just about Avodah Zarah. V'akasav amar ki heim lechem ishei l'reach nichoach. Reach nichoach. V'gam l'fisha shtusam shal mitzriyam lo tesrabe machlasam iseh. And our giving will really help the Mitzrayim so much? It's not going to help. Skip down to where it's underlined. There was no Kasi or Mitzri yet, right? There was nobody in the world, let alone idol worshippers. There was not one person alive in the world besides the nine people on the Teva. Hikrif Karban, Vayitav, the um, eight car, eight. Not for now. Veita beni Hashem va'amar bo va'yarach Hashem esriach ani chawach umi menu amar alibo lo osevol kalos adam ba'vru adam adam and Noach vehevel hevi gamhumi bicharson amichavehen va'ish Hashem alhevel amichaso v'lo ayadayim bolam shemetz avod azar klal bilam right bilam wasn't trying to to do a anti avod azara shivas mizbechos arachti he knew there was something magical about that avol asa came lekarva. <laughs> he did it in order to be able to have godly power. Rather, this is the real reason. Because all of our actions are through speech, or thoughts, or action, physical. It's to give us a message. When we do smicha, we have to think of ourselves as if we're the carbon. Everything is connected to a different part of our body. So we can think. In other words, what's important for the Ramban is there's something inherently valuable, not just an anti-Avodah says the Ramban. Again, we still find it hard to imagine being inspired by it until we learn about the, the ins and the outs of the details, which is always the way to, to be inspired in, uh, from the Halacha. But this is very different than the Rambam. The Rambam, anti-Avodah Number two, so the Ramban doesn't explicate it, but Rav Zevin explicates this idea in two ways. Let's go back to Rav Zevin now. Rav Zevin says on line number 10, There's an independent purpose. What do we do by shechting an animal as a carbon? We are uplifting the world around us. Right? When an animal is used for a pseudos mitzvah, 
when we take flour and make a carbon mincha, we are uplifting the world around us. That's the world of karbanas, where we're able to use chai, we're able to use tzomeach, in order to be able <coughs> to bring them close and help them achieve their purpose. And to say it a little differently, it's not just about for the world to achieve its purpose, but more what the Ramban says, it's the message to uplift a person. Karban doesn't mean sacrifice, refers rights, but it means to come close. Sacrifice is a, is, a, is a translation that gives us different types of images. We're not sacrificing. We're coming close to Hashem through this service. How does that happen? That's a question that we have to work on. But says the uh, Rav Zebin in the third suggestion, So let's think about it, says Rav Zebin. Three ideas behind Karbanas. Number one, anti-Avodah the Rambam. Number two, because we're able to bring the world up to its fulfillment. And number three, we're able to bring ourselves up by coming closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says Rav Zevin, maybe that's, we understand the three stages of the Medrash. Let's remember, we've spent a lot of time on the Ramban, how the Medrash start off. Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem, why Karbanos only to the Jews? Why not to everybody in the world? Why not to the 70 nations? And then the two answers, number one, no, no, B'nai Yisrael said first, Hashem Yimloch Liyolam Vohen. Number two, B'nai Yisrael said Nasev and Ishma. Three stages of the Medrash. Question, two answers. Says Rav Zevin, each of these three reasons plug into one of the stages. Moshe Rabbeinu et Sashem. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe ben Maimon. Well, they're both Moshe. The Ramban is also Moshe. But if the reason, if Karbanos are all about anti-Avodizara, so why do only the Jews have it? Maybe all the nations of the world suffer from this. Right? It's also one of the Sheva Mitzvahs ben Noach. So why, Dafka, do you give it to the Jews? Suggests Rav Zevin. Moshe Rabbeinu only asked this by Karbanos. Moshe Rabbeinu did not ask, why don't you give this to the non-Jews by other areas of halacha? Only by Karbanos. Because if you say a Rambam type of idea, then we understand. It's a problem that all the nations have. And we had it throughout Sefer Malachim Beis. Throughout Malachim, Malachim Aleph a little bit too. But throughout, over the Avodah Zarah. So, Lo Shal Kein Moshe Al Sharkal HaMitzvahs. Yad HaHetev She Yisraelim She Yisraelim She Yisraelim She Yisraelim there is no place to ask. Only by Karbanos. Hashem says, no, no, no. There's an inherent purpose. What's the first idea? Rabbi Avin. Hashem Yimloch Hashem is king forever over the entire world. Alluding to the fact that Karbanos protect the world. The Jews are ready to uplift the world with their avodas Hashem. Yechol Mahalo says, Kol Ha'olam Lamala, says Rav Zevin. And number two, second answer, which is the third stage of the Medrash, Nasev Adishma. They said they're ready to sacrifice for me. They said they're ready to uplift themselves. That's the third idea. Bahai Karbanos, Lekadeshis Aguf, Efsharakai De Hashrashas, Maisa Hatzvos, Betoche Vari Aguf, Hakdamas Nasev Adishma, Zui Kabbalas, so Rav Zevin takes three different reasons and amazingly puts it into the medrash that gives us an insight into the world of, of Karbanos. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Parag Beis. Parag Beis Pasuk Aleph. Says the Torah. V'nefesh kisakriv karban minchal Hashem solas ye karbano. When a, a soul gives a carbon lashem, he gives flour. 
oil and frankincense. Vaviar, b'nei Kohanim, carbon mincha, as we have. We had carbon ola, they have carbon mincha, then we have shlamim, then chatas, then asham. That is all safer vayikra. We're not going to have a parsha share next week, so just to point out what we've noted. What's the difference between vayikra and sav? Vayikra is li Yisraelim. The focus is to the b'nei Yisrael bringing the karbanos. Parsha Sav, the Ramban says in next week's Parsha, Parsha Sav is from the Kohanim's perspective. What the Kohanim have to do. It's interesting that certain carbonos, one specific carbon is left out. Not for now, but just to pose the question, Karbatoda is specifically in next week's Parsha and not mentioned with Shlomim in this week's Parsha. Why is that? Sam Sofer discusses it in the, in the Taurus Moshe. But the, either way, this is Vayikra and Sav. So, here we have the word v'nefesh. And we all know, uh, familiar with the Rashi. Why Dafka does it say nefesh in the second parak? The first parak says, Adam ki akriv mikem. Parak Bey says, nefesh ki takriv. Why nefesh? Says Rashi, lo namar nefesh b'chol karbanas dedava, ela b'mincha. Why does it say nefesh here? It only says it by mincha. It does not say it by other nedavas even. Or it could also be a nadava. Why? Who usually gives flour? Who can't afford an animal? A poor person. I consider it as if he gave his nefesh. Nefesh by a mincha, because it's as if, I'll, I'll consider it as if he gave his nefesh, just like everybody else. Just like everybody else, right? That based, the last mission in Mesechus Menachus, Echad Amarbe, V'echad Amamit, Right, it doesn't matter. Somebody gives less. We have to take whatever Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us and use that for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. As long as our lave is in it, that is uh, what we what we um, what I should focus on. We mentioned in the past. I can't stop myself from mentioning it. Rabbi Kiva Eger's beautiful thought on that line of But it's on this carbon mincha. Rabbi Kiv Eger says the Torah starts off with a bays and ends off with a lamid. Lave the heart. What letters are before and after those letters? Before and after a bays is an aleph and a gimel. Before and after a lamid is a kaf and a mem. So what are the two letters before? Aleph and chaf, ach, but. The two letters afterwards, gimel and mem, gam, also. Ach is always limiting and minimizing. Gam is always including, extra. Also, gam is an inclusionary word, the Gemara says. Ach is a limiting word. So whether somebody is more limited, ach, a carbon mincha type of approach, somebody is gam, he can bring all the karbanas. As long as the heart's in the middle, then that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu cares about. So that's what Rashi says, nefesh, nefesh kitakrif. <clears throat> Rav Sarutskin, we have to do one of his thoughts tonight. He said he's going to work very hard to teach us in this sefer, so it says the Azayim Latorah in source number ten, the nefesh lama nemar b'mincha nefesh milvad diver abosenu. Besides, Rashi says obviously I'm not arguing on Rashi. Efshar lahosif tam hegyoni lozet. Let me give you an, uh, an explanation that makes sense to me, and it really relates to what we were just talking about. What we were just talking about the Ramban. Right, part of the reasons that are given behind the karbanos is that we have to realize that it's as if I'm being makrev myself. It's as if I'm being hukrav. It's as if I'm chayiv a punishment. Says Rav Sarutskin, that's a little easier to get when you give A, something more expensive. You feel it a little hurt in the pocket a little more. And also it's easier when you're dealing with something that was alive. 
to feel it by giving uh, some flour and water. I'm really going to feel like inspired and and uh, it's as if it's happening to me by a carbon mincha. The Ramban's idea doesn't fit as well into a carbon mincha. Line seven. Usually when it comes to an animal, Hashem takes a substitute. Skip down line 12. The flour is not in pain. The oil, the lavona. A regular person, a regular one of us, we won't get the message from the carbon mincha. A bal nefesh, somebody who is specially spiritually in tuned to what's going on. We say bal nefesh yachmir. Doesn't say it here, but maybe that whole lashon comes from this pasuk. Bal nefesh, somebody who is who has his antennas up to ruchnius. Lachain tzarech adam harotza lahakriv carbon kazeh below shchita v'drikas adam. There's no shrikas adam. There's no shchita lahavin lahachinet atzmo. A love, lafash mesh pemaisa, lahis bonain, imu roi lahakrav mincha, lafisha misha, lafne misha amar, beyond malachi, right? He quotes uh, the Pasuk in malachi, but only uh, a balnefish would be able to understand and get the uh, messages and the insights of this carbon. Valachena lovelis bonain hey day, flying 24, imin chasota horah, imu baatsmo ena metameosa, beyadaiva tameos, we have to really be focused on this, and that's what Afkit says nefesh. Not just like Rashi. Oh, I'll consider it as if you gave your nefesh. No, no, no. To bring a mincha, to get the message of a mincha, you have to be a bal nefesh. You have to be somebody who has to look deeply into what's going on and to learn the messages. And in that way, one would be able to get the messages of, of the carbon mincha as well. Okay. Moving right along. Two more thoughts for the evening. Both uh, towards the end by carbon asha. I'm going to skip over this year the... Uh, Discussions of Shlamim and Chatos. Every year we have to try to focus on something else. So Perikei Pasik Tezvav. Perikei Pasik Tezvav. This also, this following source of Rabbeinu Bachai is a great example of why we have to make sure that we are all familiar with the stories in Tanakh, not just in the Torah. Because here he's going to refer to three different stories in Navi, which if we don't know what he's talking about, we're going to have to look it up. But we have to realize this is uh, the first, first, first book. Right, Torah Shevachsaf. So we have to do our best to uh, to uh, focus on Navi too. Now we have the schools of learning Navi together also uh, in the Navi Shir. If anybody wants to uh, check the OU website as well. But either way, we have Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai points out Parakei Pasik Tezvav. Says the Torah. We have here the five situations where one would bring a carbon Asham. An Asham is also a sin offering. Most sins, one brings a carbon Chatas. But once in a while, some, we bring a carbon ashram too. The first Avera that one brings a carbon ashram for is the Isra of Me'ila. The Isra of illegally benefiting from the Beis HaMikdash. Being Mo'el Behektish. Me'ila, and there are a couple of other Averas as well. Says the Torah, Nefesh, there's Nefesh again. Kisimol Ma'al. Nefesh, if somebody violates. Kibitz Me'ila. Mesech Shas. Mesech is Me'ila. V'chata bishkaga mikachei Hashem. And sins unintentionally, mikachei Hashem. V'heviyaz Hashem ol Hashem. He has to give a carbon Hashem, which is an ayel, an expensive carbon, uh, and then he has to pay, etc. That's one Pasuk that we have. If we look afterwards, the next Avera that also has to bring in Hashem, Pasuk Chaf. V'hidab Hashem ol Hashem 
Nefesh Kisechta, the following Pasik is about what we call Shvuas Hapikadon, or Asham Gezelos. I have something of yours. Either I'm watching it, or I borrowed it, or I found it. I have something of yours. And you say, you know, where's my item? And I say, I swear I don't have it. And it has to do with something of yours. And I denied it. And then it comes out that I actually lied. So I have to bring a carbon asham there too. So there also, the Torah says, Nefesh ki sechta umo'alamal b'ashem. Same lashon ha'mi'ila used. V'kichesh b'amiso, I denied in my friend, b'pikadon, having something of his, v'chulu, and we get to all the laws, and one brings a carbon asham. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, it's always crucial to know, even if, number one, to catch parallel words, especially if they're five sukkim away from each other, and number two, the order of those parallel words. Right? If you have a divine author, so then there's nothing that's, that's coincidence or happenstance. We find both by carbon asham mi'ilos and by shvuas hapikadon, by denying my friend's property, we find the word mi'ila and the word chait. Both appear in Pasik Tezvav and both appear in Pasik Chaf Aleph. But the order is switched. When it comes to Me'ila violating God's Rishus, first the word Me'ila is written and then the word Chet is written. When it comes to Shavuos HaPikadon, first comes the word Chet and then comes the word Me'ila. Why the difference? Says Rabbeinu Bachai, a thought that we mentioned about a month and a half ago from the Meshachachma, same idea, but here, the Rabbeinu Bachai says it. The word Me'ila connotes Mezid. Me'ila, violation, ma'al, rebellion. Chet connotes shogeg. Chatas generally is a, is a shogeg. The defining word, says Rabbeinu Bachai, in the Pasuk is always the second one. That's what he proves from other psukim. And therefore, you know what you see from this switch? Hashem is more upset in the second context than in the first context. He's more upset when we rip each other off and we lie to each other. That's why it first says chait and then it says moel there. More than, he's more makbed on our covet that we are nice to each other than on his own covet by Meila. Says Rabbi Bachai on line eight, the Kolzem Echazde Hashem is Barach. Ki Hachemir Yoser Bechuke Abrios Benzelaze, Yos Mashakre Bechuke is Barach. It's, he's more Makbid. Vihine Zeker Goldabolashan, and here he writes it. The Hefresh Utsum Yesh. Benamilos Bakdomas Amuchar Ubi Ichra Muktam. There's a big difference between what comes first and what comes second. Avo Bishanira Shakolacha, they don't malo murid, even though it seems the same. But there's a difference. And that difference teaches us a Yisogadol. Kodesh Baruch Hu is more upset about the Beit Adam than he is about the Beit Adam HaMakom. It doesn't mean that we only focus on one and not the other. Obviously, they're both parts of our worlds. And we can't forget either of them. <coughs> but we have to realize that Kodesh Baruch Hu is more Makhbet on one. And then he gives, fascinating, three examples. Three examples to this. Number one from the Torah. Line 16. Shekei Matzinu, or we even start before that. Umatzinu bebekomos rabim. Shekadosh Baruch Hu chizek mishpat hanhogoseim shel brios. Asher beinzel azeh v'chas al kvodem yoser mikvod atzmo. Number one. Avram Avinu. Umekalelcha aor. Hashem says, those who curse you, I will curse. Yachas han yiches hanakamal atzmo. Hashem's gonna do it himself. Those who curse you, I'm gonna take care of personally. 
But what does it say? Bikfot Atzmo, about himself, Those who disgrace me, they will be cursed and embarrassed. As if through a shliach. When it comes to you, Avram Avinu, I'm more worried about your covet. Or. But when it comes to the, my covet, I'm more, uh, laid back about it. Again, this is not exactly but it's more about Hashem is very upset about fellow Jews kavod than his own kavod. And we find two other examples of this. First, he quotes Yeravim Benavat. Yeravim, one of the few people the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin might have lost their chilek to Olam Haba, the first king of Yisrael after the Malchus was split in the times of Rechavam. He built an alternate base on Migdash up north and Hashem says, Ido Hanavi, to tell Yeravam, he's not going to, you know, if, it would have been good if you would have listened to Hashem. But it's not going to work out for you, Yeravam. You know, a couple hundred generations, your bones and all the bones of all those who follow you are going to be uprooted. Bechulu. So Ido goes to Yeravam to tell him this. Yeravam is up on his Mizbeach, bringing a carbon. And Ido tells him this great uh, nevuah that this is what's going to happen. What happens? Very exciting. Yeravam sticks out his hand. Sticks out his hand to grab Ido. And all of a sudden, his hand dries up. His hand dries up. One of the more exciting events in all of, of, uh, all of Navi. Yeravam was makriv the carbon to Avodah That didn't bother God. His hand didn't dry up then. Only when he reaches for the, the Navi Hashem, all of a sudden, his hand dries up. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, don't touch my Navi. Okay, you want to you disgrace me? Okay, that's fine. Don't touch my Navi. Number one. And then he quotes another story from the beginning of Malachim Beis, from Elisha. Elisha was one of the most unbelievable figures in all of Navi. He performed more miracles in Torah Shabbat than anyone else. Just read the beginning of Malachim Beis. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. So, one of the miracles was that when Aram came to surround Elisha, because the king of Aram kept trying to find a surprise area to attack the Jews from, and every time he went to a different area in hiding, somehow the Melech Yisrael knew where he was and was ready for him. Because Elisha kept sending words, you know, oh, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's there. So he got very upset at Elisha. He's like, I'm going, he goes with thousands and thousands of soldiers to surround Elisha's house. And Elisha's little servant looks outside and says, oh, we're surrounded. We're surrounded by, by uh, thousands of soldiers. Elisha dives to Hashem, please open up his eyes. The eyes of the, his servant is opened up and all of a sudden he sees triple the number of Malachi Chavala that are protecting them around. He's like, oh, I didn't realize. And then what happens, they all, all the, uh, the, the soldiers of Aram become blind, and Elisha leads them, and, and the rest is history. So again, says the Rabbeinu Bachai, this didn't happen while King of Aram was doing bad things about Azara, only when it came to Elisha. Why? Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu is mocked on people's coven. And that's why Shuas HaPikadon is worse in Hashem's eyes than Mi'ilah, and therefore, even though they're both Asham, there is a big difference. Okay. Let's end with the words of Rev Salvechik tonight. And that is, he talks about, you know, we have all of these issues over the next couple of weeks also of Karbanos related. What about Bismanaseh? Bismanaseh, we can actually, we can learn about the Karbanos, which we have to, and learn the message of the Karbanos. But can we have a larger idea of what a Karban is today, says Rev Salvechik, yes. A Karban means closeness, but it also, let's get back to the translation before, sacrifice. When somebody sacrifices for God, what does that mean, sacrifice for God? We can't give Hashem anything. When we recognize that Hashem is in charge. 
what we might even call defeat and surrender. When a human being surrenders to God, when a human being accepts defeat, accepts that he or she is not in charge of the situation, that there's a power, capital P, that, that is in charge of the world, and there's a lot that I don't understand, and there's a lot that's difficult. And when he writes, when there's a Jew that starts a business, and the greatest day that he might make money is Shabbos, and he has to close his business on Shabbos, and lose money in his eyes, that's a carbon. That's a sacrifice. That's surrendering to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a man feels, in his words, that he has lost the battle, this constitutes atonement. When we feel when we're in a situation that is so beyond, that is so challenging, that I say, Hashem, I have no way to turn. That's a carbon. That's an akeda. And that's something that each and every person, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives, gives, uh, gives challenges to. Next page. Sometimes man wins the battle, other times he's completely disappointed. Defeat is realized when man works for nothing, when his work is not constructive. Defeat is a curse which has been imposed not only upon wicked sitters, but upon the human race. Right? That's by Adam and Chava. Right? Adam and Chava, the, the, the land is going to bring up thorns and thistles. Right? This is something that we have to live with now. But that is something that we have to recognize. Man must be ready to be defeated. And if we have that attitude, and deep, deep down, we try to think about it, even if we can't feel it, and we're angry and upset, and it's difficult. That's our carbon. That's our carbon ola. That's our carbon chatas. That's all the carbonos. And that's something that we could each take with us in our day in order to bring ourselves close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through the sacrifice carbon. We could bring ourselves karov to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that way. Okay, we'll stop here. Again, next week, there's no Parsha Shir, but Monday night, Be'ez Hashem, 8.30, Monday night will be the Haggadah Shir.